0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So what in Hades is going on in Pennsylvania? I've already explained to you with the vote count Pennsylvania how there's this conundrum, dilemma, issue, problem that more votes were counted than people who voted. Well, the explanations, I I told you as an actual, doing actual reporting, unlike journalists out there, if we got an explanation from the state of Pennsylvania, we would put it on the show. So I will do that today. But the explanation, I think, is going to leave you more puzzled than the initial problem about how they counted more votes, counted more votes than people who voted. More votes, people vote. that make a lot of sense. Also, some really stunning video you're not going to want to miss of a guy in Georgia, an election uh, expert, An expert witness claiming he hacked into the Georgia voting system now for the runoff. I'll play that video. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity from prying eyeballs. Surf the web in peace. Go to ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN.com slash Bongino. Today, pick up your VPN. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. I am doing quite well. And uh, you used one of my favorite words, conundrum. What? Conundrum. Conundrum, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, SAT word, right? Yeah. Whatever. It's probably not even an SAT word anymore. Conundrum. I have this word of the day thing I do. You know, folks, I don't. I, sorry, quick story before the show. I, I was always obsessed with having a good vocabulary when I was a young kid mm-hmm. my teens. I took this course. It was on audio tape called Verbal Advantage, and you'd play them in your car. There were these 45-minute tapes. Yeah. It was the greatest thing I ever did when I was, I was always obsessed with self-improvement, even as a young man. So I'm glad I could make Joe happy oh, using you. the word conundrum. <laughs> All right, folks folks let's get right to it today's show brought to you by our friends at hymns 66 percent of men start to lose their hair by age 35 nobody likes that nobody likes that once you've noticed thinning hair it can be too late for Hims.com is a one-step shop for hair loss it's time to write a new chapter one in which you have hair. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed medical providers and FDA approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Hims was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. For hims connects you to a licensed medical professional online. It could save you hours. It's completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few quick questions. A medical professional will review it. They'll determine if it's right for you. They can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Today, HIMS has given you the best offer yet. If you're not happy with the results after 90 days, HIMSS will give you a full refund. And right now, my listeners can get their first visit absolutely free. Go to 4, that's F-O-R, 4HIMSS.com slash Bongino, 4 slash Bongino. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Reminder, here's the URL. That's 4, F-O-R, slash Bongino. Don't wait. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. All right. So unlike um, pretend fake news journalists who give you one side of the story, always the side that aligns with the Soviet Union and the liberals, um, we give you both sides. So I I covered this Pennsylvania, as Joe liked the Joe loves the word conundrum, yeah. where apparently more people voted or more votes were counted in Pennsylvania than people voted. million people apparently voted in Pennsylvania, according to their SURE system, which is an acronym for their state registry. So 6.9 million people voted, but only 6.7 million votes were counted. Obviously a problem. It doesn't make any sense. You counted more votes and people voted. I said I'd give you both sides. Very good article. I have in the show notes up today. If you want access to access the show notes, that's my newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe. We'll send them to you. Just the News, John Solomon's site, has a response, which I'm giving you to be fair to both sides from these Pennsylvania officials. I'm just going to tell you before I dig into it, the response doesn't make a lot of sense either. You'll see what I mean in a minute. Just the news.com, Daniel Payne. Amid claims of unexplained ballots, Pennsylvania officials unsure how many voted in 2020. It's <laughs> not a joke. Several counties have not uploaded full voter histories," said a spokesperson. Wait, keep that up. A minute. Keep that up. I want to read this headline to you again. We are now, what was the election? November 3rd. We are now into the new year. It is New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. We're, the new year will be tomorrow. 2020 will be left behind. And Pennsylvania, according to the headline, I told you i give you both sides. They're still unsure how many people voted and voter histories still haven't been uploaded. I'm just checking out for the loose, making sure she wasn't eating my wires over there. What the hell? What in Hades is going? Are we missing something? Ladies and gentlemen, this is not an election in Afghanistan. This is an election in the United States. We're still not sure how many people voted in a key swing state. And, and voter histories have not been uploaded yet. You may be like, that's the No, that's not even their explanation for why they have 6.9 million votes counted, but only 6.7 million people voting. The explanation gets worse. Let's dig into the piece first, where the big discrepancy comes, explaining it again. Sorry to have to relitigate the beginning. We covered it the other day, but it's important. Some of you may be hearing my show for the first time. Here's what went down in Pennsylvania from the Just the News piece. Quote, a comparison of official county election results to the total number of voters who voted on November 3rd, as recorded by the Department of State, shows that, again, 6.9 million total ballots were reported as being cast. A press release announcing the findings said, quote, while the Department of State's shore system record records indicate that only 6.7, total, 6.7 million total voters actually voted. Folks, the <laughs> conundrum here is obvious. <laughs> if you counted 6.9 million votes... There's a, it's a, I, I'm just, I'm rounding it up to 6.9. You can read the, just the news piece for the exact number, but for the sake of brevity, 6.9 million votes were counted, but only 6.7 million people voted. Even a liberal can figure out that this is like Al Gore math. Like that's kind of a problem. So again, okay. to the explanation, let's get right to it from the, just the news piece. This is the official Pennsylvania. The state representative from Pennsylvania has an explanation for this. And if this doesn't leave you scratching your head, I don't know what will. But to be fair to them, unlike liberal media hacks who won't, we'll give you their side, too. Um, I don't know how much of a side this is, but whatever. The number of ballots cast is from the Just the News piece. The number of ballots cast is not necessarily going to match up exactly with the number of all the voters who voted. Huh? This uh, person, Murrin, said, representing the state of Pennsylvania. Still, the number of ballots on the state's website should be considered a rough estimate of the number of people who voted. She said, wait, keep this up. We're doing, Joe, we're doing rough rough estimates now. Like this is how we're, (laughs) Joe, rough estimate. Hey, listen, if there was a rough estimate, I won congressional district six in Maryland. (laughs) Rough estimate, I won. It goes on, it goes on. And me and Joe wouldn't be here right now. Here's another quote from this (laughs) Pennsylvania official. We have to keep in mind those people whose ballots were cast and not counted. Oh, uh, she she added, "quote That's going to be one of the differences." And there are people who cast the ballot and don't vote. Not. <laughs> 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 Just thank you, Joe. Yes. Sometimes you said my out. head scratching. Yeah. Uh, come back to me. The, my head scratching sometimes doesn't work, so Joe has to play the <laughs> head scratching effect. So you get it. So I again, I, I obviously I'm skeptical. I will always put out there: is there an innocent explanation for all of this? I I hope so. Could there be? Yes. I'm I, I'm not. I don't work for CNN. We do the truth here. There could be an innocent explanation. There could always be an innocent explanation for anything, and we should we should be open to that. Having said that, I promised you. I would give you Pennsylvania's response to this weird scenario where Pennsylvania counted 6.9 million votes. yet only 6.7 million people voted. And their explanation is, <laughs> I'm, I'm very rare to get an explanation, A, a excuse me, a, a articulated thought. Paula usually gives me gesticulations, but she would never rarely input her voice. Did you hear her in the background? Their explanation even had Paula go, huh? She's saying that, The woman from Pennsylvania is saying the reason there's that discrepancy is because people showed up and voted, but didn't vote for anyone. Hold on. Let's do Joe, all right. Let's have a I'm sorry. Yeah. Folks, I you got to watch the Rumble video to see what's going to happen here. I'm sorry. If you're, if you're, I know I'm backing away from the mic. Forgive me. I am not a broadcasting professional. I am a total renegade rebel on the radio. That's why our show was called the Renegade Republican at one point. So this to be clear, here's how this went down. So you show up to vote. You have a box that says Trump. We're writing this down Sharpie so you can see it. You have a box that says Biden. So you request to vote by mail or you show up to vote. Yeah, I'm going to even write it as ballot, right? So you show up and uh, you're Joey Bag of Donuts and you walk in and you're like, oh, hey, man, here's my ballot. See, I, I actually did try the ballot, Trump-Biden, right? So normal people would go and would check a box. Me, I check Trump. Paul, you voted for Trump too, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's two. So you'd show up and say, hey, ma'am, here's my ballot. So- what happened, at, just to be clear, the Pennsylvania state people are saying this 200,000 vote discrepancy between the votes you counted and people actually voted is because people showed up to vote and gave a ballot that looked like this with no no box checked at all. I'm showing up to vote. Here's my ballot. Ma'am, you didn't vote. Yeah, but I want to vote. I'm voting by not voting. What are you voting for? I don't know. I'm just here to vote. Are there free drinks? Is, wh- what's that? <laughs> they were <laughs> Yeah, they were bored. They were bored. So you show up, you don't want to vote, but you vote. You're like... I, I heard there was there were there were free cookies and chips here for this. Is it? I heard it was a cocktail. Are we doing Jello shots? Free Jello shots? Maybe maybe Hilaria Baldwin's giving away like free lessons in Spanish. Ooh. the vote day. Maybe uh, who knows? I, I know I can't help it. I promised no Hilaria Baldwin stories and everything and all of it, but I just can't help it. I don't I don't know what's happening. What was there? Uh, was Jello shots? Was it like? Bang Energy folks were there giving away, shooting out the dollar guns. like I don't know. What am I? Here's my vote. You didn't vote. Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm just here for the fun. (laughs) What is going on here? I gave you both sides. Now reasonable people listening to my show can say, that sounds like a pretty. (laughs) Sounds like a pretty stupid explanation to me. But again, you know, you think the media would look into this, Joe, just a bit. There's this little discrepancy in Pennsylvania. Who the hell shows up to vote and doesn't vote? Is it real? Listen, I love our constitutional Republican representative democracy. I have never once showed up to vote, to hand in an empty ballot, be like, I'm here. Isn't this great? I just came to meet all the candidates outside, but not actually vote for any of them. Read the whole article, just justthenews.com in the show notes today. All right, I want to move on. I got a couple other things about this, including this video, which I'll get to right quick, as they say down here in the South, right after this other story, because it's important. Um, I just want to debunk some more fake news clickbait. I know we already know the media is phony and fake. Sometimes I get emails, Dan... Why do you waste time on the media? Your answer, I don't know. The show's for you and a lot of you hate it. But sometimes I see stories that are so stupid I and I have some personal knowledge and expertise in them that I just, again, want to prove to you what you already know. I know, it annoys some of you. I'm very sorry. You might be beloved audience I don't want to annoy you, but check this one out from the Washington Post. It, it's just absolute fake news. Um, Carol Lenning put this story up in the Washington Post. This is total clickbait. You see December 30th, 2020. Secret service to make changes to presidential detail to bring on agents who worked with Biden. I'm not even going to put the whole article up. It's not in the show notes because I'm not even going to waste a click on this. I know Carol, she's never been particularly rude to me or anything I've spoken to her about stories in the past, but I'm telling you the story's clickbait. Down inside the story, it's a fake attack on Trump. The story goes like this, folks. Want me to give you the liberal media, Carol Lenning, Washington Post version, just quick. Secret service people inside the White House have been particularly loyal to Trump and they're a big problem. In other words, like Trump corrupted the Secret Service. So Biden's coming in and cleaning house and getting rid of them. Fake news, totally fake. Ladies and gentlemen, I kind of did this for a living for 12 years. I maybe know a little more than Carol Lenning. I may have sources. I've been through three presidential transitions, Clinton, uh, Clinton to Bush, uh, Bush to Obama, no, two, Bush to Obama, two, right? Yeah, Clinton, Bush, Bush to Obama, yeah. So uh, presidential transitions, I was in the Secret Service for those. Ladies and gentlemen, the details, the presidential details, there's changes in personnel every time because every presidential candidate that wins, whether it was Governor Bush of Texas when he became the president or Senator Barack Obama when he became the president, had details before they were president. Huh? They had a Secret Service detail? Yes. We have a CNOS, cant- a candidate nominee operations section. When you are a credible candidate for president and you meet certain requirements, you get a big detail, a pretty big one. Candidate Obama and candidate Hillary and candidate Bernie Sanders and candidate Donald Trump all had protection details. And a lot of those people on those details become familiar to the candidate who then becomes the president who says, I'd like this guy around. This is not news. But of course, the Washington Post has to take an opportunity to be like, Trump corrupted the Secret Service. They're political allies. We have to clean house. It's clickbait. Basura. Garbage to Hilaria Baldwin. Hilaria Baldwin. Basura. Basura. How you say garbage? Basura. It's a fake story. The story is what? Secret Service detail changes. Like it has every single time a president has come in the White House. Of course, they can't write that. So it has to be disguised as a hit on Trump. Trump corrupted the Secret Service. These agents have to go. By the way, I know the agents by name. I worked with them specifically. One of them was one of my supervisors who's now taken over. The guy's the most apolitical guy in human history. He couldn't care any less about your politics. The guy mentioned in the piece. This guy, uh, Dave Cho. He doesn't care about your politics at all. What's that? the guy I remember. Everybody remembers Dave. Great guy. Terrific guy. He does not care at all. A zero about anybody's politics. Please stop the insanity. <sighs> Poor Dave. <laughs> I just ran into it. The most apolitical guy ever. He just does his job. <laughs> you know what I remember about Dave. If you missed a period in a document that was 700 pages long, this guy would catch it. He had an eye for detail like I've never seen in my life. He'd be like, page 72, you missed a period in the sense, You'd be like, huh? How did you figure that out? <laughs> this story's garbage. All right, moving on to this video. You know what? Let me just play this. This is an expert witness at the Georgia Senate hearing they did on election integrity yesterday. This video is about, uh, Joe, we didn't cut this. It was like two minutes long, right? Yeah. I was gonna, no, I think I did. I cut the beginning maybe a little bit. I'm yeah, not sure, just, just this is seconds. on my Bongino report. We Okay, good. So um, this is on my Bongino report rumble account. We have a number of different rumble accounts. We have the Bongino show, Bongino clips, and the Bongino report. Subscribe to all of them because there's stuff on each that's unique. I want you to listen to this expert witness. He makes, he just comes right into it, right into the clip, making the astonishing claim That they have hacked into right now, one of the systems in the Georgia Senate race going on right now. (laughs) Check this out. This is crazy.
1: At this very moment, at a polling location in the county, um, not only do we now have access through the devices to the poll pad, the system, but we are in and it's not supposed to have Wi-Fi, and that's not supposed to be able to happen. So we've documented now, it's communicating two ways in real time, meaning it's receiving data and sending data, should never happen, shouldn't be Wi-Fi. We've now documented it in real time so we can suck down the data, but that's going on right there where everybody's voting. And I just wanted to get it into the record. Thank you. Well, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Jones. One of those, is it a mobile uh, precinct or is it a- No, it it's, a, a it's a standing stand. building okay. that this should not happen. And right. right. it shouldn't happen in any way, but this is another one in real time. Won't disclose location because every location is right, being right, right, checked, right. but we've now confirmed that hundred percent. Right, thank you. Yes, sir. Senator Beach, did you, and now come to still Beach and Tillery. Did you have a question? Okay, Senator Tillery. Thank you. Thank you for your testimony we've heard that there's three different types of machines a scanner a ballot market device and a polling pad right do you know which one it is communicating or can you tell that or uh, right now um what you heard in the past was coming through the thermostat and stuff this is now a more direct access way and so this is coming through the pulling pad device yeah. where they're checking everything. But now, you know, it only takes one device where you daisy chain them together and do it. The most important thing is that shouldn't be two-waying and even shouldn't be accessible or on. And it's there. Were there any other questions? Can I ask him one question? What effect, uh, some, could somebody with, uh, you know, dishonest purposes, What what could that person do? given this access that's going on right now in Fulton County. Um, Statistically, what can be going on when you have an operation like this is as that data is being exchanged and somebody's in it, can actually siphon off that data, modify the data, and feed it right back into the system.
0: Huh? (laughs) I'm not like, this is, I just, you know what, you know what, what do I find uh, tragically, I mean, I mean tragically humorous about this, this is an expert witness. This is not at some like Salem witch trial. This is a Georgia State Senate on election integrity. An expert witness that everyone's agreed to hear. He's not some clown who just showed up. Talking about how they just hacked into an actual polling location. The guy's like, wait, wait it's not a mobile location. Goes, no, no, an actual polling location to the pad. And no one in the media wants to touch it. Nobody. It's a conspiracy there. It is? Where, where's the, he's saying he's at right now. If he, so he's testifying under oath. They've hacked into a voting location right now. And nobody, nobody seems to care at all. Just weird how, if you're not watching my show, you're not going to see it anywhere, anywhere else. Oh my gosh. Disappointing. Where's the media? We don't have it. They're reporting on fake Washington post stories about how the Secret Service has been corrupted by Trump, so you got to change people out. Wasting everybody's time, of course. Watch that video, by the way, our Rumble Bongino Report account. If you go to Bongino Report, it's a separate account on Rumble other than that. Check them out. We got another bunch of great videos there. All right, let me get to my second sponsor today. And then coming up next, I got a follow-up to my fake book story yesterday. We did it again. We are at full-blown war with Fakebook, just like Mark Levin, who tonight is his last day on Facebook Congratulations, the great one. He is moving to Parlor full-time and getting off of Fakebook. I got an update on our Fakebook story for yesterday. We, I, I, I'm a man of my word. I told you we were doing it again, and Facebook came right back. So we're in full-blown war right now. Let's go to my second sponsor today, our friends at GenuCell. Ladies and gentlemen, Chamonix has extended their Christmas and holiday season sale for a limited time. Give yourself the gift of looking years younger with Chamonix's brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum. Absolutely free with your order. The new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum from Chamonix means skin smooth as silk, free from redness, acne, and acne scars, and faster collagen production. Who's better than you? So it uh, it increases firmness, smoothness, diminishes adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts. You can even say goodbye to those dreaded crow's feet and laugh lines. And with its immediate effects, see results in 12 hours or less. Got a hot date? Try their immediate effects. Everyone will see the difference guaranteed or 100% of your money back. That's the Chamonix promise. Visit GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. We all love promo codes. Here it is, Dan40, Dan40 at checkout for even more holiday savings. Treat yourself. Get Chamonix brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum, Crystals at home, microdermabrasion treatment, exfoliating mask, and a surprise luxury gift, all free with your order today, plus free upgrade to priority shipping. That's Genucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, Genucel.com, Genucel.com, promo code Dan40 at checkout. So I warned you about fake book how they're actively engaged in election interference right now. There's no doubt they interfered in my mind in the 2020 election with their ridiculous censoring of conservative pages, their fake fact checks, which are really liberal opinion checks. Um, so I discussed yesterday how Fakebook put a fact check on a segment I did on Raphael Warnock, Democrat radical leftist running for the Senate against Kelly Leffler in Georgia, how Pastor Raphael Warnock gave a sermon about how America should renounce whiteness. I, I'm not going to do the segment three times. It's obvious that that statement is is a racist statement. Renounce whiteness and renounce what? So in other words, there's something wrong with your whiteness, so you should renounce it. Again, that's just common sense for liberals who are idiots, don't understand that because they're morons and they, you know, whatever you get. It. So I said to you now, because I hate fake book and I'm planning my exit from fake book along with Mark Levin. And uh, fake, by the way, fake book has no idea what's coming. No idea. I can't say a lot but it ain't just me and ain't a word. Levin's going to be gone. A lot of us are going to be gone soon. Right now, I use fake to abuse them and to advertise other platforms and to make sure I get my ideas. out there, But fake books days, I assure you amongst conservatives are going to be numbered. They have the dumbest business model ever. So I said to you, apparently fake book wants to give an in-kind donation to Raphael Warnock by not letting people see without a fake fact check in front of it, that Warnock has made statements that are unquestionably by any definition of the word racist. No one should have to renounce the color of their skin. Because renouncing the color of their skin, having done nothing wrong, makes you a racist because you're judging them by the color of their skin. Again, Joe, as the audience on me, is there anything scandalous about what I just said? Just checking. No, just nothing checking. scandalous there, Dan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank I'm, just, I'm just checking. So, right. Warnock' statements, which we quoted, fake book doesn't want, because fake book wants to give an in-kind donation to Warnock. So I said to you, I'm going to post it again. Yesterday, and we did, and this is what happened. Fake book strikes back again. This is a screenshot of the business side of my fake book account. <laughs> a post shared by your page is missing context. And what do they do? They post the same article by fake news specialist Matthew Brown, who we exposed yesterday, explaining how condemning whiteness is actually condemning racism. What? They shared the exact same article. The exact. So the post I put up yesterday was covered. Here. So. We're gonna post it again today in a double barreled <laughs> index finger. You get the point. To fake book three days in a row. We're gonna, matter of fact, I'm thinking of, to uh, my Facebook guys, well, because we have a big team of people Joe, Drew, Paul, it's not just us. To my fake book guys who manage the fake book account, I think we should post it every day. Until January 5th, the election. What do you think, Joe? Are you down with that, Paula? How do you feel? About it? Every day. <laughs> now we're going to put, ban it. We don't care. I, all you will be doing at Fakebook is losing money. You know, it's a publicly traded company, Fakebook. To all the shareholders out there at Fakebook, listen to me. You have no idea what's coming. I can't tell you when to buy, it's not a stock advice show. I'm simply telling you right now. You have no idea what's brewing behind the scenes with conservatives. Your days are numbered. Multi-million dollar fake book accounts, if you are a shareholder, are getting ready to leave you guys in droid. You have no idea what's coming. Keep it up. Ban me tomorrow. I don't care. We are at open war. You are not going to affect me. You are only making my life easier as we transition off to show what a fake your website is, how you're a moron company run by left-wing imbeciles. It's not just fake book, by the way. These tech tyranny stories are important, and you have to hear more. I mean, we, we, of course, we always go to Facebook and Twitter and Google, but there are others out there. The media, anytime they sense, the, it's more of a symbiote. I have it listed here. It's the media big tech symbiote. You know, like, you ever, you ever read comic books, Venom, the Eddie Brock Venom symbiote? It's this alien, and it, and it creates a costume for Eddie, Bro, Eddie Brock. They're like a symbiote. They exist together. The media and big tech are a symbiote too. The liberal media uses big tech to censor narratives when they feel like they've lost control of a story. Overly complicated way, examples are always better. Uh, What happened before the election? Hunter Biden and his dad were exposed as being in the pocket of the communist Chinese government and selling out the country to enemies of the United States who are nuclear powered. Kind of a big story, no? Did anybody hear about it? No, because big tech and the liberal media, liberal media didn't cover it, ignored it intentionally. We already have the CNN tapes. And big tech did what? They disabled the New York Post's account and you couldn't share the link because they didn't want you to see it. Is there, do you need any more evidence? Liberal and big tech are a symbiote. They will go after and attack anyone. I've used my example on Facebook everywhere. Anyone. Who aligns with free speech mentality? With a free speech, anyone, any tech platform. You've seen the attacks on Parler, which I have an equity stake in. You've seen the attacks on Rumble, again, which I have an equity stake in. You've seen the attacks on any website out there. Here's another one. Look at this article in the New Yorker. I want you to read this. You know what Substack is? Substack is a, a, <clears throat> a news publishing platform. Not it's not a news. It's, it's almost like the old Tumblr. If you have a news blog, a news site, whatever it may be, you go to Substack. Am I, am I, uh, Paula, how am I doing with this? You put like, an, we, we're we on Substack. I don't know what our account is, but just look for us, Dan Bongino. But we're on Substack. And you can basically email out your newsletters every day. Dana Lash is on there and others. Hmm. So here we go, the New Yorker. The New Yorker, not happy that they couldn't convince you that PP tape was real, the collusion hoax was real, and that Spygate was fake, is upset because... Substack, people are on there do real journalism and the New Yorker can't censor it. Here's the article. The New Yorker, is Substack the media future we want? The real title of that piece should be, is Substack not under our control because we're terrified of free speech and not being able to control it? So should we get rid of Substack? Look at this. Here's the, they go after everyone, everyone. What's driving them crazy is that Dana Lash, a prominent conservative activist radio host in her own right, is on Substack and has one of the more well-followed blogs and newsletters on there. That drives them wild, Joe. You can't have Dana Lash. And Dana Lash, she likes the Second Amendment. You can't have her speaking freely on Substack. So the New Yorker has to write an attack piece hinting to Substack, you better get rid of Dana Lash. You get it? This Uh is what they do. Uh Yes. The, The media, the liberal media, hates free speech. It's bizarre. And anyone who talks at a turn like Dana has to come under attack. Look at his screenshot from the New Yorker piece. And if, listen, catch the hint, the implicate. They don't say it outright because the media doesn't want to be in a piece saying, hey, we hate free speech. So they just wink and nod. Let me read this quote from the piece. You'll get what I'm talking about. Quote, New Yorker. It's an interesting time for such a hands-off free market approach. <laughs> it is. I thought that's what we did like free speech stuff you have to have an interesting time for that that's how they set it up it goes on the internet now here here's the hit piece here's the hit piece the internet is flooded with disinformation yes from the new yorker that told us the pp hoax was real the internet is flooded with disinformation and conspiracy theories you mean like the collusion hoax amazon's self-publishing arm has become a haven for extreme extremist content here we go joe the flattening <laughs> effect of digital platforms has led to confusion among readers about what is reporting and what is opinion. Newsrooms at the Times and Wall Street Journal have taken pains to distinguish their work from that's uh, from the op-ed sections. Substack has advertised itself as a friendly home for journalism, but few of its newsletters publish original reporting. The majority offer personal writing, opinion pieces, research, and analysis. What was this by? Follows Anna Wiener. Is that who it is, folks? I, 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 listen, these are not brought up to you, these specific stories about tech tyranny and the liberal symbiote, they are not brought up to you to beat a dead horse. They're brought up to you so you understand the fight we're in and why me and my business partners are building an entire parallel economy right now. There's a lot going on. Trust me, I am not done with Parlor and Rumble. I am actively involved in building for you, the audience out there, and everyone else an entire free speech ecosystem where you can exist free of censorship. The media doesn't want that. The media wants to be able, through the New Yorker and the New York Times, to dictate to you that the Hunter Biden story is fake and the PP hoax is real. And they, they flip the script when people go on Substack and say otherwise by saying, look, this is all disinformation. Dana Lash and others are posting on there. Is this real journalism? You see the attack? This happens every single time. The media, the New York Times and the Washington Post, the pinnacle, the top of the totem pole, the point on the pyramid of disinformation, people who have lied to you from the the 50s onward telling you the Soviet Union was a model economy, that Donald Trump was a Russian traitor, that Nikki Haley hung drapes paid for by Hillary Clinton, that Don Jr. got a back channel to WikiLeaks. That Michael Flynn got reached out to the Soviet, uh, his emigre, this uh, Soviet counterpart before they won the election. All false. That's them at the New Yorker. And because they don't like that, they couldn't convince you, Soviet style, probably like, that these fake stories were false. The people who are the truth tellers are accused of doing disinformation campaigns on Substack going to get worse it's going to get a lot worse get ready for the fight ahead i'm telling you right now folks everyone is going to be under attack soon your payment systems for your business you put a facebook post up support of donald trump someone in your neighborhood in the liberal area doesn't like you wait till you get part, your payment systems are taken away that's gonna oh no that's not gonna happen trust me it's happening right now all right moving on because i got a lot to get a heavy news day today by the way i just want to just Plug something quick. Bonginoreport.com is our news aggregator. It is our conservative alternative to Drudge, who has now left you. We really appreciate that. Website's been exploding in popularity. Bonginoreport.com, make it your home. I've got big news coming ahead because uh, about Bonginoreport.com and some content we're going to be producing in the new year, you're going to be really excited about. Because the reason is this show, sometimes I have so much news, just straight, I can't get to it. I like to go into a little more detailed analysis of stories. We have an alternative coming for you soon. I think you're really going to like. So stay tuned in the new year for some exciting developments. It's stories like this sometimes I miss. I've been hanging on this for a few days now. Is Nancy Pelosi in trouble in her bid for speakership? Again. You know, congressional terms, obviously, are just every two years, even for Nancy Pelosi. She has to run for speaker every time. Ladies and gentlemen, she's in real trouble. Pelosi is in a world of trouble, and this why she's in trouble, one reason's obvious: she's lost a lot of seats. The Democrats lost between 12 and 15 seats, depending on how these uh, two seats in question turn out. Um, they've lost some seats. She needs votes to be the Speaker of the House. So what's going on? Check out this PJ Media piece. You can read the whole thing in detail on our newsletter. Again, bongino.com slash newsletter. Check it out. Here's how a Republican can end up Speaker of the House instead of Nancy Pelosi. It's a long shot Is by Matt Margolis. Really good piece. But it's not that long of a shot. This is crazy pills. Let's go to the screen cap number one from the piece. Explain to you what exactly is going on. Is this really possible? This is from BJ Media quote. Well, let's see. Here's the deal: White House members can vote by proxy. Is it the congressional members? That's a, that's a typo. Members of Congress can vote by proxy due to emergency rules adopted in May to protect members you know, House of Representative members, from getting and spreading COVID. But as The Hill reports, the proxy voting rules, this is important, expire with the new Congress, requiring lawmakers to be in the Capitol in person if they want to participate in the January 3rd floor vote for the speaker. It's a voice vote. New rules governing the 117th Congress happen after the vote speaker. There's another screen cap from this, but let me just explain where we are. January 3rd, the 116th Congress, where Nancy Pelosi was the speaker, they had rules saying you can vote from your home, whatever it may be. You don't have to show up in the Capitol due to COVID. Those rules expire January 3rd. The new members come in, where Nancy Pelosi's majority has shrunk dramatically. She may have nothing more than a Four or five majority votes. She can't lose anyone. Well, going not be ridiculous. Precision matters. She can only stand to lose maybe four or five people and she'll lose her speakership. But folks, a lot of these older members who could be in COVID danger don't want to go back to Capitol Hill. Well, they can vote by proxy. No, they can't because the rules expire January 3rd. Mm. You now have to show up if you got reelected because the new votes for new rules. So say they wanted to reinstate that again, Joe. You don't have to show up here. You can vote from home in the 117th Congress for all the new members. That vote happens after the vote for speaker and the old rules has expired. It's an old rule, new rule sandwich. You get mm. it? Yep. And stuck in the middle is you're going to have to show up and say, I vote for Pelosi on the House floor in the Capitol. Got it? Let's go on the screen cap too and see why Pelosi is in real trouble right now. Quote, this means that candidates for Speaker of the House must receive a majority of the votes cast in person to be elected Speaker. Democrats already have a thin majority of 222 seats following the 2020 election, and three moderate Democrats already said they're not going to vote for Pelosi when the vote takes place on January 3rd. In addition. Several Democrats have health conditions that have kept them from the Capitol in 2020. It would only take a small number of Democrats being exposed to COVID prior to the vote, and we don't want that, of course, for Pelosi, we're not Democrats, wishing ill on anyone, to vote for Pelosi to potentially be in trouble. Here's a quote from a Democrat, Hank Johnson, the guy who thought Guam was going to (laughs) sink. COVID is a wild card, said Representative uh, Johnson from Georgia. If we have sick members who can't come back and we only have a four-vote majority, it throws our entire advent of the 117th Congress in peril. A smooth advent. And Guam's going to sink. <laughs> that's an old, I hated that. But he did say that's the guy I thought Guam you was going to sink. Remember yeah. that guy? Watched? If you think I'm messing with you, watch the video. Joe's seen it a thousand yeah. times. Folks, listen, we don't wish ill on anyone. We're not sick liberals wishing death on people. But we do live, we're living in the middle of pandemic. You have older members who are saying, hey, I'm not going there. Pelosi may not have that majority. And there's there's no voting from home. They can reinstitute the new rule, but only after the vote for speaker. You better show up. She could be in real trouble. Can you imagine if a Republican gets a majority of the votes in a Democrat House? Oh my gosh. Now it's a long shot, granted. But wouldn't that be crazy, Pills? A Republican Speaker of the House with a Democrat majority. be hilarious i I gotta tell you that would be really amazing the chaos that would be i i just would be i've never seen anything like it my gosh all right moving on folks you still want to defund the police we're motoring to a lot of news stories today Look at this video. Check this out of my Rumble account if you want. Listen on audio. You'll hear it in the background, though. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Please subscribe. We're almost at a million subscribers, which is stunning, considering we just started the account a little while ago. This is what it's like, I guess, driving through New York City these days. I was a police officer in New York, so I know a little bit about New York, and Manhattan was an agent there from the New York field office for a while as well. So, you know, crime and punishment, all that kind of stuff. A little bit of an idea how it goes down. Apparently, this dude was driving down the street in New York. A couple people decided they were just going to destroy his car in broad daylight. Check this out. Rumble.com slash Bongino. If you would like to watch that video, what is it about the... 40 minute mark or something in the show still want to defund the police think that's a good idea ladies and gentlemen what's going on right now well as i've told you a thousand times this political turn we've seen in the country amongst radical leftist nuts uh people like Raphael warnock and john ossoff running for the senate in georgia who you should vote against absolutely but dan there's fraud folks listen <laughs> i don't know what to tell you there was fraud in my election too i still ran Hopefully we can win enough votes to be I, you know, protesting the election and giving it to the other side is insane. I'm sorry. We can fight the fraud. We can do two things at the same time. This defund the police attitude I've explained to you from my friends who are actual police officers now, and some have just retired, have led to political attacks against the cops, political attacks that have the cops afraid to do their jobs because they know they want to have political backup if something goes bad. So what happens, Joe? You get a call. You get a 911 call. Hey, person on the corner being mugged. You go over there. Someone's not being mugged. It looks like a fight, whatever. Some guy and another guy. Both of them don't want anything to do with the police. You'd ordinarily run a background check on both of them. You know what you do? You drive by, you roll down the window. Hey, what's going on? Everything's all right here. I don't even worry about it. Okay, they drive off. No further investigation. Ah, oh, damn, they're derelicting their duty. No, they show up. The first person whips out the camera. The minute they get involved, they go, Oh, we didn't ask him to be here, someone else called. And what did you do? The guy gets sued, loses his job, and, and Mayor Debalzio up in New York takes a victory lap because he got another cop fired. They're just rational maximizers. They're not getting involved in a situation. No one wants them involved in. In the past, they'd get out, check some IDs. Maybe you got a pat down if you had some kind of weapon bulging out of them. That's not happening. So then what happens? The cops leave, the two guys who are fighting, who now say they're not fighting, go back to fighting again. One shoots the other guy, and you get a murder that wouldn't have happened under a regular uh, regime where you would have had political leaders who backed up the cops. That's what's happening. Do a vehicle stop, you smell some weed, whatever it may be. What did it, you know, in the past you may say, you can get out of the car, sir? What happens now, Joe? Have a nice day. Yeah. See you, buddy. They're not doing anything. Because the politicians will not back them up. So what's been the result of that? Well, I found an interesting account on social media. Here are tweets from a guy named Jeff Asher, who's been covering this. Apparently he does crime statistics. Here are some screenshots of his tweets, the result of not having police do police stuff because you're not backing them up. We're at the end of 2020, and here is the first national murder update of 2020. Murders up 36.7% in 57 agencies with data through at least September. The most don't have data through November. Murder is up in 51 of 57, 37 of 58 agencies reporting murders up 30%. He's got the spreadsheet right there for you to see. He goes on telling you in this second tweet how bad this really is. This pattern, ladies and gentlemen, there are people dying. This isn't a talking point. This isn't some kind of nonsense, political, a focus group tested talking point. These are real people with real families who are now dead. Dead. He goes on. The largest national percentage increase in murder ever reported since 1960 was 12.7% in 1968. The largest raw number of murders increased was 1,938 in 1990. A 15% increase this year, and this guy thinks it'll be larger, would mean 2,400 more murders, and it'll be the worst one-year increase in murder ever recorded. Mm. What an epic tragedy. 2,400 lives snuffed out that didn't have to be. Breathing, thinking, human beings who have, or dads and moms and, you may say, oh, well, some of those were bad guys. Well, folks, that's, that's I'm, listen, This is that's it's not a real argument. These are people. These are human beings, lives snuffed out. Never take another breath of oxygen again. It's not a movie, man. This is a real world. Why? Because we have feckless, gutless, testicle-free politicians who won't do a damn thing about the chaos on their streets. I told you about broken windows. Broken windows policing, when you stop the little stuff, the big stuff takes care of itself. Why? Because if you let the guy jump the turnstile and look the other way, when you're a cop, eh, it's no big deal. The guy who jumps the turnstile is typically the guy on the train who rapes, kills, or assaults someone on the train. He doesn't pay via MetroCard. The maniacs and the lunatics jumping on that BMW in the video I just played for you, you think these people are incapable of burglaries, home invasions, assaults? They assaulted a guy right we would have got out of his car. They would have beat the crap out of him too. When you arrest them and take care of them and you know you'll be backed up, you don't have the burglaries and home invasions later because they're in jail. It's not hard to figure out. Of course, this affects minority communities and poor communities the worst because what happens in rich communities? In rich communities, you see this Washington Examiner story we'll have in the show notes. What do they do? They just hire private police forces. So they're A-OK. Don't you worry about them. Zach Faria, Washington Examiner. Wealthier communities will turn to private policing as cities deplete their own police departments. Folks, we'll be OK. My sheriff's great. But again, the Balzio. And the liberal Democrat communists that run your cities that some people in New York, some listening listeners continue to vote for, are defenestrating and defunding your police while you're attacked while we're a-okay. We got our private police force, but they're in it for the little guy, right? It's the Republicans that are like we are defending you, conservatives like me. I'll be fine. This has nothing to do with me. My neighborhood is a-okay. Our police force here, do not drive in my neighborhood and commit a crime. Trust me, there's a bridge to get in here bad idea i'm i'm cool i am a okay i'm in this fight for you it's not a joke i'm doing it on my show right now and yet you continue to vote for people who are making the wealthy safer while you can't even drive down a street in new york city i'm gonna skip ahead paula because i do want to get to these stories and teasing them for a couple of days. It's just it's frustrating. it really is. It's just frustrating and stupid. I, again, we wake up every morning on this show trying to explain to you the forest fire, cancer and wart on the collective arse of humankind that liberalism is. It is a forest fire and stupid people I said it on Hannity guest hosting the other night. stupid people align with liberalism. Because only stupid people can't figure out the forest fire it is. I just showed you the video. Dan, that's just one video. I could sit here all day and play this stuff. This was not happening in Rudy Giuliani's New York City. I was there. Or candidly in Bloomberg's either, where he followed a lot of Giuliani's policing. Fair is fair. Guys, crazy on guns, Bloomberg, off the rocker. But they followed the same broken windows policing and crime continued to go down. Fair is fair. Then DeBalzio came in, and the places escaped from New York snake Plissken style. What a joke. All right, moving on. Different direction, but a story I've been teasing all week, very important. This Wall Street Journal story is fascinating. I have warned you repeatedly for four years now about the dangers of a fiat digital currency. In other words, governments around the world are saying, we got to get away from this cash thing. They're using all kinds of bogus excuses. One of them is, drug dealers are using the $100 bill that... Folks, cash is, oh, of course, cash is always going to be used by That doesn't mean we get rid of cash. There are dangers, big dangers. This Wall Street Journal story is brilliant. China envisions its digital currency future with lotteries and a year's worth of laundry. In the latest trial, residents of uh, Saoju won a share of 20 million digital yuan to spend online or offline purchases. Let me summarize this headline. There's a lot in there. And why the, the dangers of getting rid of cash. That's what this segment is about. What's going to happen to you if this happens? Major League no-no. China, of course, which is the world's largest surveillance state and the number one enemy of the United States, they're straight up communists. They're not hiding it. Liberals here try to hide it. They're communists too, of course. And liberals who want to get rid of cash in the United States have the same goals the Chinese do. Chinese want to get rid of cash, the Chinese government. They want a digital currency. So they did like a lottery, Joe. They're like, hey, this is a sucker born every day. <laughs> we'll give you a whole bunch of free money. All you'll get is an app and you get to go and spend the money. And, ding, ding, and everybody was like, yes, I can't wait to download this app. Uh, uh. Well, what, what happened afterwards? Well, what are the two things that happen? I've, again, repeatedly have to warn you about here. If you get rid of cash and you go to a government currency, which the government can track. Well, number one, the government will track you. What you're buying, what you're selling, what they don't want you buying, what they don't want you selling, because it's a digital currency that leaves a digital footprint. Cash doesn't doesn't do that. Cash. From the Wall Street Journal story. China's doing this right now. This will be coming here soon. You've been warned a thousand times. Here's a thousand one. From the Wall Street Journal piece. For the central bank, part of the appeal, this is in China, of the new digital currency it's to create a public alternative to Alibaba and Tencent's payment duopoly and to gain more access to transaction data. Ho, ho, says Martin Shorzemba. Sorry, I'm saying your name wrong. He's a research fellow at this uh, economics institute. Hmm. So they want more access to your transaction, but you buy. Why would a government want that? Gee, I don't know. Maybe like to track if you bought a firearm once so they can put together a little registry behind the scenes of who has a firearm and who doesn't so they can come take it from you. Oh, what a conspiracy theory. Is it really? Everybody thought Spygate was a conspiracy theory too until it actually happened. You really want the government having open access to all your transactions? What if we get a little nudge approach like Cass Sunstein, Sunstein, where you go and buy cigarettes because you're a smoker, and the government learns about it because all the currency is digital. And then they you're getting uh, Medicaid, Medicare payments. And all of a sudden, they stop your Medicaid payments because they know you're a smoker. Oh, wow. Didn't really think of that one. Why did I use that second example? Because the first one, obviously, was one that appealed to conservatives who are Second Amendment advocates. You don't want the government knowing if you bought a gun or not. It's none of their business. It's your right to buy a gun. You know, the whole keep and bear arms, Second Amendment thing. I don't know if the liberals have ever read the Constitution. But the second one more aligns with liberals. You like this idea liberals too? You love Medicaid, Medicare. Anytime the government spends our money on us, liberals think it's free money. You want your free money disappearing because the government found out you're buying cigs every day? What about alcohol? Buying it every Saturday night? little (laughs) Little date night went a little long? Not allowed to buy alcohol anymore? You lose your Medicaid payments? That can't possibly happen here. You sure? You sure about that? So the number one downside of a fiat digital currency is you'll be subjecting yourself to a surveillance state monitoring everything you're buying. Sounds like a big two thumbs downer to me. Zero stars on Amazon for that one. But even worse, <laughs> it's a little wonky, but not too wonky. And this was where the warning came in when I covered this, I don't know, three years ago. We did a story, a whole show, which was very popular about negative interest rates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, audience archivist Judy. You don't have to put She sends me that. She does so much work. I feel We love her to death. I hope I hope everything's going okay. We love audience archive. She's been with me from the beginning. Judy, yes, she's the best. But I did a show a long time ago about negative interest rates. What does this have to do with digital currency and surveillance? Digital What the hell are negative interest rates? Well, what's an interest? Positive interest rates? Easy. I lend Joe money at 5% interest. Joe pays me back at the end of the year. The $100 I lent him plus 5%, so he gives me $105. Easy peasy. hmm? Easy peasy. What the hell's a negative interest rate? Negative interest rate is... I lend Joe $100 and Joe gives me back $95. (laughs) I actually lose. Well, why the hell would I lend Joe $100? Exactly. Thank you. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? So why the hell would governments like negative interest rates? Well, let's go back to part two of this Wall Street Journal piece and you'll see what I mean. Quote, Wall Street Journal. Analysts have separately predicted the new currency could allow the central bank to put negative interest rates on cash in extreme economic circumstances to encourage consumers to spend. Oh, 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 now it makes sense. So the government in China, which a lot of government figures here, especially liberals, align with Chinese communist values, sadly. Some align a little too much like Swolov, if you know what I mean. That alignment... (laughs) Whoa! (sighs) This is a double uh, this is a double spectacular whammy for them. So number 1, the government which owns 27 million uh, which owes 27 trillion dollars, the United States government. Number 1, if they inst- if they, if they were to go to negative interest rates through the central bank, negative, not positive interest rates. Negative interest rates are always great for debtors. I just gave you the example. If you owe money to someone, you love negative interest rates. How terrific. If I lent Joe 100 dollars and he thought he was going to have to pay me plus 5% at the end of the year, he'd owe me 105 dollars. But say in the middle of the year the government changes and goes and pushes negative interest rates and a lot of these indexes are indexed to what the government does through its uh, central bank. It's supposed to be independent, that's all BS. What better deal for Joe? Hey, Dan, I thought I owed you 105. But according to this contract we have where we index it to the government, now I only owe you 95. What a deal for everybody who are debtors. Who's the biggest debtor in the world? Ow, that hurt. Who's the biggest debtor in the world? The U.S. government. $27 trillion. What a deal. You get negative interest rates, the government doesn't have to pay you $27 trillion. Depending on how low they go, maybe they only have to pay back $25 trillion. Negative interest rates kind of sound like a tax to me. Government borrowed money from us and gives us back less. But what's the problem with negative interest rates? And what does that have to do with digital currency? You're going to keep your money in a bank if the interest rates are negative? So you're a creditor. You give your money to the bank. Paula, stop me if this doesn't make sense. She loves economics shows. She does. She loves it. You have $1,000 in a bank account. Bank says, hey, Dan, oh, sorry, pal. Negative 5% interest rate this year. Government says so. What are you doing? You're going to the bank to get your cash out. Right? Or else it's just going to whittle away. Yeah, man. Negative, meaning it's going down. So what happened when they tried negative interest rates in Japan? What became a booming industry right away, Joseph? Oh, I know. Saves.
1: Saves. Saves.
0: (laughs) Everybody went to the bank, pulled out their money. You can't take a negative interest away from cash. A $100 bill is a $100 bill. If you leave it in a bank, it's not a $100 bill. It's $95. They took it out put it in their home safes. Look it up. Japan, negative interest rate, safes. Put it in a search engine. I'm not making it up. Again, what does this have to do with digital currency? If you didn't have cash to put in a safe and it was only digital, <laughs> it could just take it from you right on your phone. Greatest tax ever. So next time you hear about the wonders of digital currency and, oh, maybe the U.S. government wants this idea, they'll send you a little QR code with free money. Give them the double-barreled index finger. It's a really, really bad idea. It is the worst tax you would ever see in your life. Worked for money, put it in a bank, government told me I had less. Of course they did. Again, I'm talking about fiat digital currency. I'm not talking about Bitcoin. I love blockchain. I didn't used to, but I'm, I'm falling for it quick. One of my business partners, huge into Bitcoin, knows everything about it. All right, I do want to get these last two stories because I see them. I don't do a lot of national security stuff. I teased it yesterday, but I found this story up on GinoReport.com, our news aggregator. That's put together by Matt. I make suggestions, but Matt Palumbo, my excellent editor over there, he, he goes out and culls the internet combs, excuse me. The internet and finds the best stories. I found this story yesterday at BonginoReport.com. was cool. It's about the military, folks. They have a devastating new weapon. Did you hear about these, Joe? The Air Force has these. No, call, they call it. them rods. Rods from God that could hit with the force of a nuclear weapon. BlakeStillwellMilitary.com. Again, it's up at BonginoReport.com. I think it's still there. What are these things? Well, we have obvious problems with nuclear weapons. There's fallout. There's nuclear radiation that stays around forever. And obviously, they kill a lot of people. So we've been trying to think for years, like, how do we develop a weapon that could hit with the kinetic energy and do that kind of destruction, taking out, say, Saddam Hussein's bunker or military targets, whatever they may be, without having to deal with the nuclear fallout, the radiation, and all the other horrible problems that would occur with, obviously, in a nuclear war. This is an incredible idea. Tungsten rods. Those are really, really heavy from the piece. So what do they do? This is called, Joe, Project Thor. So what they're talking about in Project Thor, a little background. During the Vietnam War, we used to just drop empty shells by the thousands. The empty shells would just land like bullets from the sky and destroy everything. So they thought, well, what if we did that with not just from planes, but if we did it with super heavy tungsten rods and we did them from space? Wow. So Thor uses large projectiles from a few thousand miles above the Earth. These tungsten right like big spears, rods from God idea, was a bundle of telephone pole-style tungsten rods dropped from a space orbit, reaching a speed of 10 times the speed of sound. This doesn't sound good if you get hit by this. This sounds like it could be really bad. The rod itself would penetrate hundreds of feet into the Earth, destroying any hardened bunkers or secret underground sites. More than that, when the rod hits, the explosion would be on par with the magnitude of a ground-penetrating nuclear weapon, but with no fallout. Why do I put these national securities? I don't do a lot of national security shows. Why do I put that out there? Because the China and Russia and all our other adversaries who are thinking about toying around with us, we are still the United States of America, and we will figure it out. Nobody wants war. It should be the last option. Go to a search engine. Put in, you want it. When we should go to the best way I've ever heard it summed up, the great Fox Connor about war. Never go to war alone. Never go to war for long. And never go to war unless you absolutely have to. But if we have to go to war, having a bunch of couple thousand pound tungsten rods, a thousand feet in the air, hanging over a bunk your nuclear bunkers in Russia, kind of sounds like a big deterrent don't mess with us. Please, seriously, please don't do it. We will figure it out. One more story too. USA Today, this Nashville attack that you've heard about, ladies and gentlemen, the golden rule of security in my last line of work, never, ever, ever in, a, in any circumstance, under any circumstance, allow a single point failure in security, ever. What do I mean by that? Look at the story in USA Today, which occasionally, when they're not doing fake fact checks with Matthew Brown, does actual acts of journalism. Nashville bombing froze wireless communications and exposed the Achilles heel in regional networks. How how do we still have these Achilles heels? From the story, this explosive that went off in front of this Nashville AT&T center was a single point failure, said Doug Schmidt, a Vanderbilt professor. He said, that's the Achilles heel, the weak link. When one thing goes wrong, everything's come crashing down. Now, the Tennessee Emergency Communications Board has called a special meeting for next week to address the impact to 911 operations as a result of the bombing in downtown Nashville, according to public notice. Folks, we haven't thought this through yet, You know, again, I gave you good news, bad news. The good news is our military is amazing and is thinking of these advanced weapons that will hopefully stave off our enemies from ever thinking about or even digesting the idea of attacking us. The downside is domestically, I'm telling you, we're still not prepared. You had an explosive off that knocked out the 911 system and phone service and you didn't think like, hey, uh, this could happen, a bombing in the street. We still haven't hardened our grid to a potential EMP attack at home. Ah, that's never going to happen. Well, we said that we said a plane would never fly into a building either, and that happened too. Folks, in my prior line of work, we never ever allowed a single point of failure ever. I'll just give you two quick examples with the Secret Service. Let's say you had a motorcade route, like I did once in a foreign country. You thought was compromised. Did we just? It wound up on the front page of a paper in Croatia. True story. You think we didn't have a backup? We had an alternate route because you have a backup. In other words, it was ins- you don't drive the motorcade route you know has been compromised because it's a single point of failure. You have an alternate route, meaning another point that's not a failure. And then we had another route after that. True story, though. We actually fed that motorcade route to the press people together. <laughs> not joking. I'm not joking. The press was in Croatia. I was the motorcade guy in Croatia. They were getting way too curious about a motorcade route. We are like, why? Are they going to like feed this to some bad guy who wants to take us out with an RPG? So we were like, yeah, yeah, sure. Here's the motorcade route. We're going to go down here and wound up on the front page of paper. We did the other one. Every, everybody lined up on the wrong motorcade route. It was just great. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we did that stuff. We have hard rooms at sites with the Secret Service. That way, if everything breaks bad and we can't evacuate a building, we have a room we can harden up in because we don't want single points of failure. To all the people out there listening, we have a big audience who are county commissioners, mayors, local mayors, small towns. You got to think this through. Do you have a single point of failure in your jurisdiction, your 911 center? Is it exposed? What's the backup? Have you thought this through? Again, my prior line of work, you can't solve every contingency, but you can think things through and at least have an A to B plan. We used to have an A to Z plan, but sometimes even Z breaks down, but you got to have a plan. This is unforgivable. Bomb goes off. The whole 911 system went down in that area. That's insane. It's America 2020. We got to figure this stuff out. All right, folks, that was a loaded show today. Um, Humble request, please check us out again. I keep pumping BonginoReport.com because we're putting a lot of work into it. We really want a good news aggregator there for you. And we would love to be your home in the morning, the afternoon, and your first site for news when you go there. We don't pump a lot of our own stuff. We celebrate a lot of other conservative outlets, National Pulse, Washington Examiner, Daily Call, or all of them. You'll find all their stuff at BonginoReport.com. Please check it out. Exciting news about that in the new year. And please subscribe to my Rumble account for the video version of the show, Rumble.com slash Bongino. We're almost to a million subscribers. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.